Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Yo, 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 what up? And Forrest. <laughs> What's up? I'm glad that Seth has the energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that Forrest has energy, and you're both going to get me through this. Yes. I have not done a good job recuperating the way I'm supposed to after doing a big run this last weekend. And so I'm still very tired, but I'm here and I've been playing video games. So Listen, that, that's what matters. It matters. <laughs> I've, I stayed up too late last night at my friend Chris's house. I'm helping get them through star Wars, the clone wars. Nice. And we just got through the Umbara arc with General Krill last night. It was rough. I hate but that it was guy. Great. So I hate that you're guy. helping getting them through it because it's not good and you're forcing them Wrong. to watch it for some reason? Wrong. No. Because... Bad opinion, Seth. No. It's because uh, I love my friends Chris and Andrea, but it is easier for them to get through a show if they set aside a time and make an event out of it. Yeah. Mm. So, Seth, people, I don't know, like, it's, you, you can finish stuff very fast compared to other people. Yeah, I'll uh, just watch stuff. Yeah, I know, you, I know. <laughs> I don't care what it is, even if it's bad, I'll watch it. Yeah. And I can't just, if I know, if I know it's bad, I probably won't watch it, but if it ends up being bad. I will have watched it. <laughs> so, if that makes sense, it doesn't really, but yeah. Listen, there is stuff that is actively good that it's still even difficult to get you to watch. Um, <laughs> so, it's fine. Um, but I have been playing Resident Evil 4. I don't know if we talked on the show the last time I played it. Or, I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, last week, uh, Forrest was out for a birthday party and stuff. Yeah. So I've been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. I am almost done. I'm in, I'm on chapter 15. So I'm in, like, there's only, like, one more chapter left. I just, it, that game is really good. It also is just, uh, I... I don't know. It's it's very of its time, but but it changed a lot of ways that that games work, which is fun, especially Resident Evil games. Um, the the side quests are fun, even though they're repetitive. Um, I just learned for the first time today that if you shoot the kneecaps of someone, they kneel down and then you can suplex them. Um, that's really cool to know now, 15 hours into the game. David, I told you something almost word for word, the same yeah, thing as I that. Feel, like, the first yeah, I day like I watched we were in you attendance play this. And, and he told you to do that. I said, hey, shoot them in the knees, and then you can go up and do a melee attack on them. Yeah, usually... Did I need that, to specify suplex? Usually when that happened, for some reason... It is usually a kick. Leon normally. would just kick them. Yeah. But for some reason, mm. he felt he spicy He should have suplex today. specified. 
I should have. He suplexed him. He it, shoot suplexed him. Is it directional dependent on like where you approach them from? I don't know because mm-hmm. it has only happened. Maybe once. he just wasn't it strong has, enough. Yeah, it has only happened once, and <laughs> so I I watched it happen. It was great. I loved it. Uh, was the ten out of ten moment. <laughs> If it's the only time it happens, I'm okay. I mean, because li- it was great. Listen, I think we should have a secondary suplex certification level where it's uh, for games where you can suplex can, things. Yes, exactly. Where, games where you can actually suplex so things get like where this automatic because it means certification, it but means with an asterisk. You like know, some wrestling games are gonna. <laughs> no, but it has to be out of context suplexes. Yeah. It doesn't count if like. It's a main function of the game because you yeah. know that it's going to be. It has to be a surprise suplex. Okay. Yeah. Um, surprise suplex certification. Definitely a surprise. Yeah. It it snuck up on me and it got me. I understand that if you shoot them in the knee and melee them, you can melee them. I've been doing that, but I. What if not... you shoot them in the knee with an arrow? Does uh, then it become a different year and a different game? No. <laughs> Uh, Do we regress 10 or 11 years? (laughs) There is that weird crossbow that you can use. It's so bad. Yeah, I hate that thing. It's upgraded all the way because bolts are the easiest thing to get and keep. Yeah. Um, But yeah. The one thing I'm I'm sort of not loving about this game is that this ending portion does not have the traditional feeling of the ending of a Resident Evil game where uh, I have too much ammo and too many resources and so I can just blow through everything. Um, <laughs> You're dealing with the opposite right now. It's much less of a shooting gallery, which which is a good thing, but I'm kind of like, hey, I'd like it to be this now. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious because if you go back and listen to my conversation, the conversation about Resident Evil 8, I actually disliked the shooting gallery portions of that game. Um, I understand I can't have it both ways, but um, I would kind of like one now uh, because I feel like we're getting close to the end and it would be nice. Um, but yeah, I'm going to beat that uh, before we go on the cruise, which uh, is next week. So there's not going to be an episode next week. Um, but the my cruise games, I've got games that got I'm going to play. lined up. I have games lined up. Um, Disney Speedstorm came out. The free-to-play Disney kart racer. Oh, that's what that that's called. Okay. You have to buy a Founders Pass to get into uh, to play. Uh, so it's kind of free to play. Um, um, if you buy the Founders Pass to get in, you get people are saying it's not free to play because of this. I understand, um, but you get equal amount of coins in the in-game currency, uh, equal to the amount you pay for the pack you buy. Um, so if you buy the like thirty dollar Founders Pack you get $30 worth of in-game currency and mm. the bonuses for being in there early. It's sort of what they did with uh, Dreamlight, Dreamlight Valley. Valley, where Dreamlight Valley still isn't in its free-to-play state technically. If you're one of the people playing, you've bought one of the entry levels. Gotcha. Um, 
So I, of course, naturally being me, <laughs> bought the highest one uh, because I like Disney. And so I got all the characters except for a couple at the bottom that I haven't gotten to yet. And I'm sure there's a gotcha mechanic or whatever to unlock those. Um, Is Jim Hawkins in this game? Not yet. Wrong. But hold Bad. on. No, no, no. You're at it then. At this point, anything is possible. Because have to agree. They, at this point, anything is possible because they have added figment. Who do you, who do you think you are? Kevin Garnett? They've added figment. They've added Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Um, like they're adding uh, Elizabeth Swan is here for some reason. <laughs> um, like I haven't heard that name in a Celia from time. Monsters Inc. Like they're they're willing to do deeper cut characters. Okay. So like um, you know, like we're if if Figment is in, anything's anything on the table. possible. Yeah, we heard. might we're it's possible we'll get Milo Thatcher and then we'll be in Atlantis territory and I'll be over the moon. Yeah. Uh give me Kida in there. Uh that would be great. Uh or the little mole guy. Oh God, what's his name? It's not mole. No, I can't remember his name. It's probably but, the French word for mole because he was French. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to be playing that and uh, Mega Man Battle Network Collection and Tron Identity, which I am like. 30, 45 minutes in, and I've read that it's like a two and a half hour game. So, oh I, no, no, it's it's that's fine, that's perfect for a visual novel for David. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, I see. If you're if you like give me Digimon Survive, which I think is like <laughs> was a like, what was it like Lord, a 25? 40 hours? Yeah, yeah, like if it's a 40 hour visual novel, then you're gonna lose me. But if you tell me your visual novel is like, two, it, it'd be a whole different thing if the visual novel was good. <laughs> um, like two two and a half hours long then i i'm Sold. in heard and i you know it's got vibes galore yeah the, the art is really cool um you know they do the traditional you're not walking around in this like you are in like say tales from the borderlands or anything but uh you know it tells you when characters will remember your decision and um if your choice is gonna change anything and um I've seen that there's a lot of replayability with that, uh, and that there are is a good amount of different choices. The one thing I have seen online that I am interested in, they said it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger, uh, but the the studio has said that they are actively working on more. Ooh, um, okay. So I would bet that there's this is a situation where they're going to keep making games that build off of this. Yeah. Um, so. It was only $15. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be a little more. Um, so go get Tron Identity because I want Disney to know that people like Tron, who also is a natural fit for Disney Speedstorm. <laughs> Heck Put yeah. Tron. Uh, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put Tron in there. Um, He's already got his own vehicle. Exactly. He literally don't even um, need to design a new one. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I I've I've been playing things and I um I'm ready to beat Resident Evil. Um it's <laughs> I'm almost there, I feel it. Um 
And then, yeah, I beat Mario Rabbids. Nice. That was the other thing that happened. Uh, nothing special to report there. I think that game still is fine. Um, I wish it yep. was better, but I, um, I don't know, man. I I think I thought by the end that maybe they would lean a little more into a puzzle aspect because one of the cooler things about the the ending boss of the first Mario Rabbids is that uh, the boss was kind of a puzzle in and of itself. And in this, the boss is just an Avengers style. They're all here and they are split up into different phases, um, which is kind of neat in its own way, but it is not, uh, it's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I'll be back for the Rayman DLC when it drops. Um, and maybe the other DLC, but until then, that game's going on the shelf. And uh, Seth, what have you played? Well, I have been playing, uh, prompted by our good friend Chris. I've been playing Wild Frost. Um, it's funny that it's prompted by him because he said that he w- wasn't going to play it because. He was disappointed about the reviews because they all said it was really hard. Uh, and it is. Uh, there's like a a pretty lengthy demo on the eShop um, that gives you a good um, uh, a, a good uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, a good Feeling? preview of this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, it's <laughs> It's a fun game and and it and it's got good music and a cool cartoony art style that's sort of like in the same neighborhood as like Adventure Time and stuff like that. Ooh. Um and it is a it's a roguelike deck builder which you know I love. Um it's and and it's a bit different than ones that I've played. It's uh excuse me. Um you've got a different hero cards there's like two lanes that they attack from what you know it's all these it's hard to go into too much detail in in these games because they all have similar mechanics um they tend to use their own specific names for what things are and uh such a such it is in this game where there's snow effects and mushroom effects and um bomb effects and stuff like that but um it's all kind of it's it's a lot of general fare that that you'll find in these roguelike deck builders um but it was the the demo was like unique enough and uh to to grab me to get the full version um right and yeah they the they're not kidding about the difficulty of this game um it's almost to a point where like I don't know. Like, um, I I worry that this is a game that I'm just going to put down because I am frustrated that I can't get like more than one lev- one fight past the first boss. Um, it's weird because I don't know how f- long like runs are to the end of it. Um, like in something like Slay the Spire, 
when you start a run, uh, you get you have like a whole um, scrolling. You can you can look up the tower to see how many stages there are and the different paths you can take. Um, in this, there are you you do a battle and then you have like two branching paths that have two different nodes on them that that are usually different things and then another battle um and then there's a boss battle and then you move on to like the second world um and i and i'm really not kidding that i haven't gotten past the 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 first i i've i've gotten the farthest i've gotten is like past the first enemy after the first boss because um like the difficulty just ramps up it's it's weird it's like that you are i don't know it's like they're expecting you to have more cards and just generally a stronger deck than you do when you get to this point and there's not really a whole lot of opportunities to add stuff to your deck so i don't know it's i i'm enjoying playing it but like i said i'd I can't it's it's just very difficult to get very far in the game. Um right. And there also isn't uh you know there aren't a whole lot of the kind of the meta progress where you're unlocking new stuff. Uh I mean there is that but um thus far none of the stuff I've locked has been like super game changing in terms of my power level. Um so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely a bit on the tough side right now, and I'm I wonder if that's something the devs will see and kind of turn down the levels a bit to make enemies uh, weaker, um, or just to give you more health in general to make it easier for you to tough out some yeah. of the harder hitting enemies. I don't know though. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. I'm enjoying it, but we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, those games, I'm glad you play them, and I'm glad Chris plays them. And then you tell me about them, and I go, that sounds neat. <laughs> Same, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah. They definitely uh, hit um, this perfect spot for me. It's interesting that... Uh, you wouldn't get into them because I, I think it probably states the same uh, desire that it, that is like the same space of that I wanted to fill with like the Digimon trading card game. Like it's uh, rather, but rather than it sort of being this just ever expanding thing that you continually have to. Um, pump resources into it's all self-contained um and i think the fact that there is that kind of meta progress and and you expanding your 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 the amount of cards by in-game achievements also has that feeling of oh there's new cards for me to have um and so it's probably i wonder if that's why i didn't get uh hardcore into that game the way you did uh, because I had these other outlets for that very specific desire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible. 
uh, I mean, I, I think also like the, the community for Digimon around here was pretty good. Um, so yeah, it, for sure. There definitely was a, uh, yeah, I, I don't discount the, the social nature of actually having a group of people that you're playing with. Yeah. Um, but the actual, like the act of card collecting and playing the game itself, um, it, uh, yeah, these, these games definitely scratch that itch for me. Um, and it's why I continue to go back to that well when I see a new one that's come out that um, even slightly uh, looks interesting to me. I and, wish. you know, like, I, I, I don't play all of them. Like, there's a lot of them that I look at and think, well, this just looks bland and boring. Because um, there's new ones being released basically every day on the eShop. Yeah. Every week, maybe. It it used to be uh, definitely more frequent than it is now. I... I wish that there would be a Digimon uh, client oh, for, yeah. um, you know, online. But absolutely, I uh, would. I would definitely spend way too much money on that. I will. I it's dumb, but I would pay real money for virtual cards that I can't hold if I could play them on my phone. Yeah, phone would be hard. I like. I was like maybe a Switch game or iPad. Like I, like if I mean it's possible. I guess the way I mean, that there's tons of card work. games on phone. Yeah, but the way that like stacks work. That's especially true. Especially for yeah. Digimon, it'd be hard to read. Um, I can't imagine it's it's it would be any harder to read than the current form of Yu Gi Oh that a lot of people play on there. Which is just mountains of text and a bunch of weird, confusing stuff. Well, this is and where Digimon you, is going in that direction. So you this know, is, this is where you get into the the fun meme of Yu Gi Oh players don't read their cards. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> That's true. Um, so I guess you you don't have to read it if you just know what it does. Yeah, or if you just don't know what it does and you just confidently put it down. Um, I mean that that was like the first arc of Yu Gi Oh in a nutshell. Yeah. They just For made sure. up the rules as the game went on, and it was wonderful. And it's also it was what wonderful. They do now. It's what... like the just insane stuff where, oh, because I put this monster in the water, it it's <laughs> conducting electricity now. Ah, great! That's so great. That's early Yu-Gi-Oh was up there with uh, Pikachu used. Used Thunderbolt on Rhydon's horn. Yeah. Levels of uh, just making it up as you go. Yeah, I... I'm Truly excited. a thing that could never be captured in video games. Because to, there have to be rules. I need to get into it. I downloaded one of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! games from my Retroid Pocket. And that is Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses. Mm. Uh, you should play is... that first. I don't know if it'll work on the 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 PlayStation Yu-Gi-Oh game that came out before the actual card game, and they made up their own rules. And everyone <laughs> says it's ridiculous, but everyone but people love it. That's kind of Duelist of the Roses, I think. Uh, Duelist of the Roses is just Yu-Gi-Oh characters in the War of the Roses, uh, <laughs> and it's weird. 
I feel like that stuff doesn't happen all that much anymore. Like, no, no, you don't just see licensed characters doing weird stuff that would never happen within their universes. Licensed characters becoming analogs for historical battles. (laughs) Like, Um, give me a freaking civil war with, uh, I don't know. Who's two funny sides that would like the Teletubbies and the um, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine characters? Yeah, just make it real bloody. Uh, but yeah, so that's Wild Frost. Um, I also want to give a shout out to this game that I played through on my phone. Uh, I believe it also released on consoles. Let me look. Um, it's called Terra Nil. Um, it was released recently. Yeah, it's on, P- I guess it's just PC, Mac, and uh, mobile devices. That's interesting. Um but it was released as it's one of like the new Netflix games apps. Um, and it's this little city builder, uh-huh. but without the city. Um, well, yeah, that's why you've got to build it. No, there is no city in it. You don't, you're not building a city. You're rebuilding like this dilapidated um, post. I don't, it's I hesitate to say it's post apocalypse but it's more like post uh like way in the future of industrialization where the 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 planet is basically destroyed and uh you know has been wiped out by climate change and stuff and you're using advanced machines to bring life back to the land um and it 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 operates kind of like a city builder, but also kind of like a puzzle game. Um, you have limited resources, and there's different uh, the the layouts that you're working with are all random, so you have to place your um, limited amounts of of technology in, in in the right areas to make sure that you don't uh, run out because you can you can lose the stages pretty easily if you overextend yourself but it was a fun little experience that i enjoyed and if you have netflix you can just play it all right i i need to download some more of those games um i have a couple but um i definitely have uh end of the breach still on my phone just uh that is it's a great game and it's included with Netflix. Yeah. You, people need to be more aware of Netflix games. Yeah, Joseph Forrest, Stadden is aware. Uh, yeah. Forrest is unaware of Netflix games. I am aware that they exist, and I am aware that some of them are games that can be found elsewhere. But I haven't heard... I'm not aware of much else beyond that. But if you have the Netflix app and you're logged in, they're free. So... Sure, they're available elsewhere, but not for free. 
Technically. Technically. I mean, like, you know someone with the Netflix login. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got to use it first, you know? Yeah, it's not... It's it's easy. Um, but what... But that's uh, about it for me. All right. Heard. What have you been playing, Forrest? Uh, I have been exclusively playing Breath of the Wild. Good. Uh, I don't know about exclusively. Almost exclusive. I mean, in regards to for content for the show, because you know yeah, Halo outside still of in Halo, there. <laughs> he's still playing Halo Infinite. Always, it's his passion. It is, unfortunately, he never stops. I except when he plays for something different, playing, like Halo Wars. If only I liked RTS games. Well, Halo Wars is good. I is it even an RTS? It. Yes. 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 Yes, it is definitively an RTS. <laughs> yeah, like I. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just. It's I'm, just could, the, I'm confused really by have, that have statement. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, listen, buddy, go. It's more go. more because of that. It was sort of a dumbed down RTS that I'm saying it's, it's still it, an RTS. It's. I will say that it is still a pretty competent one. Uh, it is dumbed down. Uh, the first one is a little more, but it is still good. Mm. I like the story from it. Yeah, the story is pretty good. I yeah. need to play Halo Wars 2. Um, that's on my list still. But Yeah. I mean, it was the precursor to Halo Infinite. Eh, kind of. It is the lead. Except, dr- except they dropped like half of the plot points from it. It's the well, lead. What can you, you know? do? What can you do? It's exactly. the the reverse tales from the Borderlands effect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so I've actually let, it's the same thing, I guess. I've let a Dead Space remake drop to the wayside for a quick bit so that I could play more Breath of the Wild. Um, just because I've had more opportunities to play that than Dead Space uh, these past few weeks. Um, really fun game. I I'm still having the problems that I knew that I was going to have though, uh, mainly being weapon stuff and um traversal i have used my horse maybe twice in all the time that i played like i keep forgetting about it and every time that i do remember i'm like oh i'll call it to me and i'm like oh i'm not anywhere near it so there's no way it can make it to me so i just continue on with walking and running up hills and mountains and climbing and everything um but I made very solid progress. I got most of the memory uh, fragment things found. I think I only need like three or four more of those. I got all the towers yesterday and I've got two of the divine beasts down. I'm going to start working on the Gerudo one um, like today or tomorrow. Um, And then by next time we have an episode, uh, I think I'll be pretty pretty much done and ready for Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Yeah. That game is great. I also barely used my horse, but that's because I climbed things and then jumped off of them. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you give me I in my opinion, you running around with the horse is one of the most uh, enjoyable parts of the game. If you just said it. He's just set it on a path and let it run and 
But let me, but yeah, let me let me throw this one by you. I can fly through the air. Yeah, I can glide. What if I climb? (laughs) What if I climb the the tallest thing that took like ten minutes to get to the top? And then I jump off. (laughs) And then I jump off and glide to my next destination. You know the thrill of this set. You know (laughs) that this. I do. You you know the appeal. It's not quite. It's it's not quite a wingsuit, but yeah, it is. We do. We do love it. Yeah, just give me the ability to tra- traverse through the air, and I will absolutely do that more often than traversing along like a faster method on the ground. Well, don't worry, we'll talk about that in a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That might be a thing. <laughs> oh, okay, heard. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's just all I've got right now. Um, I. I do feel kind of bad that I had not played this game before. I I don't think it's like 10 out of 10, but I do think it is very well made and it succeeds in a lot of the things that it tries to do from a design standpoint. I think some of the shrines um, have started becoming a little... a little tedious um, every now and again. Like, there are just certain, like small parts of like the larger shrines that I feel just occasionally I get BS'd uh, through. And I really don't like the test of strength shrines. <laughs> like those ones uh, never. You mean the get good shrines? Yeah, exactly. And you think, you know, how much I really enjoy get good games. Uh, I would be so okay with those shrines, but I don't like the combat much in this game. I almost always just run away from enemies are you parrying uh i'm not a parry guy more of uh, but i do like doing the dodging and the flurry of blows like that's that's what i like focus my timing learning on enjoyable um but yeah it the flurry of blows stuff is cool it makes you feel really uh cool and skilled when i could pull it off like like three like consecutively yeah you know um that's always fun but like I said, I just don't engage with the combat mechanics much unless if I absolutely have to. Um, I really, really love the gyroscopic aiming, though, that they took oh, from yeah. like a, the 3DS uh, ports for Ocarina and Majora's Mask. Um, it's a game changer for it, sure. I remember, tr- I remember the first time, like, it's one of those things that you're skeptical of. Like, oh, no one would use that. Because you think about, you know, how it was on the Wiimote. Yeah, I remember the first time in like Splatoon using that, and it's like, oh my god! Yeah, How have I played any other game any differently? <laughs> exactly. I can't play with those controls. I'm so bad at them. I I almost felt the same way at first, but the aiming, like the regular like stick aiming, just felt too slow to me. And like with the gyroscope, I, I just get the flick, and it's basically like I flick the controller, and I get. To where I need, aiming wise. Seems weird to me. Yeah, I use a combination. I use the stick to point in the direction, and then use the gyros to hone in on my target. Nice. All all viable. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. All viable options, I would say. Uh, But yeah, that's that's it for me. Just right. just marathoning Breath of the Wild uh, and 
having it be like the only thing that I've touched in the last week and a half, two weeks. I mean, it is a near perfect video game, so you could be marathoning a worse one. <laughs> and I honest. have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I have a tendency to do such things. Um, but yeah, that game is special. I love that game. Man. I was thinking about that actually the other day, how it's just as, as games get more realistic looking and they get bigger, um, they also, it tends to like point out the weirdness of the scale of games. Um, like, because you can't, I don't know, you just, you, it, it's hard. Most games don't really represent the relative height, like the relative size of objects compared to people all that well. Like, yeah. like it's, you know, it works in passing if you're not thinking about it too much. Um, but I think that maybe because most of the world was just wilderness and, and certainly there's issues with like the amount of trees, I think, versus the way they are in real life. Um, but I feel like that game is one of the things that for the most part sort of nails the scale of the world. But again, I, I think it's, it, it is really all it, you're kind of compensating in your mind for the way things are. Um, but it, it does, it does like, it feels like the, the, the size of the world is correct in that game at least. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it feels in the next one, but we'll talk about that after the break. Um, so real quick, uh, after the break, we are talking about um, the Zelda trailer that dropped. Um, we're going to talk about, and then we're going to talk about the Mario movie. Um, that way we don't have this be an episode that's forever long. Um so we're we're not going to do the news because really the main news was a couple of Nintendo trailers and uh, Joseph Stanton leaving. Well, Joseph Stanton and uh, Frank O'Connor, whoever, leaving 343, um, who is another head. Um, the Halo devs are jumping ship. Yeah. A lot of, like, he was They're there like, for... We can't keep making a game exclusively for Forrest. <laughs> you gotta go yeah. do something else yeah for the other people um so with that we will be right back after the break hi big joe here and i'm here to tell you to check out suplex the sticks on all social media platforms at at suplex the sticks links for the socials and the invite to our discord are in the show notes below Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right. So let's talk about the Zelda trailer first. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The final, final trailer. trailer? The yeah. final trailer. And it opened with a, a nice. Doozy. It really opened with a with a thing that made me pop off was a saxophone being featured. Oh yeah, it was throughout <laughs> throughout the whole trailer. It oh, was, it was so good. 
It was heavy on the sex. Literally got me teary. Very sexy. Yeah. It's great. I am so insanely ready for this game and the fact that they had Link build a big dumb car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a gun a big on it. Giant, giant yeah. rock with wheels and a hand. I um, just can't believe just I'm going to roll it into a big giant rock. We're finally going to live in an age where we can recommend people Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. That too. Yeah. That's important. It's very important. That's why I, I want to get the important things out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? People should go. Whether it's before or after playing Tears of the Kingdom, just know that you should respect what came before it and check out Nuts and Bolts. Which, again, I don't know that I think it's a good game, but I played a lot of it, and I don't. That might a lot of that might be because of me just loving Banjo Kazooie. And you had I no think, other option at the I time. I think it's, I th- you know, I think it's a game that deserves to be played. Yeah, and there's a whole. Look, the, there's a stage in it called Banjo Land, which is a theme park based around the first two games, and it has like these orchestral versions of the original songs, and it's kind of worth playing the game just for that if you're a fan of Banjo Kazooie. So I I'd have to think that most people who are fans of Banjo Kazooie have played it, so maybe that's not saying much for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> the sprinklers turned on outside my apartment and it scared me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, even notice. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like someone was coming in through the window. <laughs> or, God, I would have been. on the second story. I'm so closer I, to the window than David is, so I would yeah. have absolutely been taken out like Evil Dead style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. But, it's my uh, fault for not having an ear. I'm excited for this game. I'm mostly excited that at one point in this trailer, it does seem as if Link is using a wingsuit. Yeah. Yeah, not just a glider. A straight up wingsuit. Once you know again, I love the wingsuit. I, they get... If they're giving us more air traversal options, I will not be touching the ground at all. Well, of course they are, because... Yeah, the half of the game is in the sky. Yeah. Yeah, when you put it like that... (laughs) You can build a plane. I will admit... Also, an iterated... Probably the best part about Nuts and Bolts was the first time you get wings and a propeller and you can build a flying machine. I will admit... it's game over. I did kind of forget that there was the sky uh, portion of the map. My head was not up in the clouds. I mm. am ready to build something that can run things over and to see what sort of damage it does. Yeah. Upon running said things over. Because, uh, like, running, running like, little monsters and stuff over with the horse in Breath of the Wild doesn't uh, doesn't do as much as I thought. It, it doesn't no, do as much to enemies as it does to me. If you, say, put like a cow catcher at the front of an airplane and you do sweeping runs <laughs> and you ram into enemies, yeah, uh, like how effective is that going to be? 
I need to know this. I need to know. For science. Yeah. Can I, if I make a plane, can I have an apparatus on it that allows me to drop enemies, like, as bombs onto other enemies? Let's see. The, I, like a claw mm, machine. Yes, exactly. Listen, I I also think question. there should be a, um, a modified version of stasis um, that allows you to essentially cause an enemy to become a bomb <laughs> but they like you know stay like they you, you hit them a few times and then eventually they just blow up with explosive force right as opposed to going off flying yeah you know i just want to mm. seth will get this uh i just want to kill her queen everybody yes yeah yeah like killer, killer queen, queen has already touched the bokoblin <laughs> exactly and killer queen black the game we've all played. The multiplayer <laughs> I mean, you could hit. kind of do that with stasis, but it's instead of them exploding, they just flew into other. Exactly, areas. and I want I want explosions. You know, area of effect. Uh, well, maybe so. Maybe with the uh, with the uh, super hand, the sticky power. Maybe you could stick a bomb to. Oh them. yeah, but also we don't know. Like so, the it's it it seems that the. Uh, what is the thing called? The Sheikah Slate. It doesn't appear to be here anywhere. So will any of those Sheikah Slate powers be there? We know he's got new uh, powers that lets him travel into the the other side of the the, the, the non-world and go through mountains. Listen, he's he just can doing rewind things. R- Rivali's Gale, but uh, through mountains. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if th- any of those will be back in, uh, because there is, there's a lot of featuring of the the new champions, as it were, in this game. Yeah, I have to say, uh, it it really bums me out that I know that there is going to be no reference to, um, the Hyrule Warriors game. Age of where, Calamity. Yeah, Age of Calamity, where all of those uh, characters canonically traveled to the past and saved their counterparts and then traveled back. Uh, and it's... Because they, they just can't... They can't talk about it. It, it would make no sense yeah. for them to bring it up. But it's kind of... That's it's why kind time of travel plots are always, like pointless to do yeah no i mean that's why you can that's why you make the time travel plot a spin-off that will have no nothing to do with the uh game itself the the story proper as it were but it happened and i remember it (laughs) and it made me so hype that i sent all caps text messages to david about it and I remember getting excited when I played it, but um, yeah, I just, you know, they're not going to say anything about that in this. But this. it is cool that in this trailer, you do appear to be fighting alongside on at one point uh, and the little baby bird guy. Yeah. Also, kid. just amongst yeah. like some uh, like Hylians. The friends are back. And then there's yeah, a guy and the Riju on his head. is Riju is grown up and glown up. 
She's no longer the kid. She's got those big swords and is chopping people up. Very fun. Uh, it remains to be seen if this is only in specific uh, parts of the story, but ho- hopefully it's a thing where you can adventure with them. That would make me so happy. I want to know more about Buckethead. Buckethead guy. Is there a Buckethead guy in the trailer? Yes. He has a bucket on his head. <laughs> so true. Look, Please. I mean, there's a lot going on in this trailer. It's easy for some people to pick out certain spots and other things to just totally gloss over. Yeah, I... uh. You mentioned this a few minutes ago. I, I so I'm watching back through the trailer right now. I'm definitely not seeing the Sheikah slate at all. Yeah, it's all yeah, the arm. it's not in there. That's it's the arm. Crazy. Here, let yeah, me. As we I, know, Link's got a messed up arm. I have to send you a picture. I need you to know of Buckethead, our friend. He's going to be our friend. Everyone's going to love him. I'm sending it into the Discord. This is what you get if you're in our Discord. Out of context images. Pictures All of the bucket time. Head. Look at that guy. He's got a bucket on his head. Yeah, he absolutely does. Yep. He has to have Yeah, a there room. is there's a there does appear to be a lot more going on with just regular people. At one point there's a scene where Good. Link is is being a taxi basically. He's drawn he's Carrying like four people in the back of a carriage. Which I think is cool. I think like you know, that's something that I that one of the, the themes of the first one was how everyone is so disconnected after this uh, you know, the destruction of the land. And so I think it it definitely makes sense and is exciting gameplay wise to bring more characters together yeah and i i uh i'm not trying to deter any normal conversation um but buckethead and then uh shield (laughs) shield on sword yes (laughs) yep god's forbidden uh weapon the sword with the shield on it (laughs) Just whack you, people with a shield. You've never been more powerful. You know, the best yep. uh, offense is a great defense. Is a, is a defense attached to a sword. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there, there is, and there's still a bunch of weird stuff. A lot of people think time travel is going on because there's, well, we got this, there's still the two different links where one's in the normal outfit and one is in these weird tribal-looking um, clothes, and I'm kind of inclined to believe them. I I just don't because know because so much so much appears to be like there's a lot of hints about the people called the Zonai who were only spoken of in whispers in Breath of the Wild, but they were some kind of ancient tribe. I don't know if I like buy into that being two separate links though because like i don't think it's having costumes costume changes are literally like a core part of the first game i don't see yes i i agree but i think it is notable that they're only showing these two 
costumes and they each have different hairstyles and they're kind of doing all all in different parts of the world when they're showing them and there's also a scene where zelda appears in a a place that people have have theorized is the past because she's also wearing kind of i wouldn't say shabbier clothes but but like older clothes older looking clothes i don't know and I mean, time travel has always been—it's—it's it's always shows up in Zelda games after, uh, eventually, like at some point, however many games they're gonna go back to time travel. It's time travel, and then a reverse world, and then time travel, and then a reverse world, and then everything's covered in water, <laughs> and then back to time travel and reverse world. I. I guess. <laughs> we didn't have be. either in the last one, so it stands to reason we're going to get one of the two. I do need to be clear. I, at the end of the day, Final Fantasy thought they topped everyone by putting a gun and a blade together. I still <laughs> think they did. And Zelda <laughs> is now winning. I would say they're coming for the coming for the throne, but I don't know if they've kicked off the reigning king yet. Sword, yeah. sword, shield, sweet. I don't know if if shield sword is as good as gun blade, but yeah, with those attaching powers, I mean, we could be gun bow uh, or sword bow, <laughs> gun bow, gun bow. Oh yeah, I don't know. Are there guns in this game? You could definitely make a gun bow. That big tower yeah. thing had a gun on it. Yeah, I would definitely think I'm, that the Shika could have been advanced enough to create I'm, guns. I'm pretty sure that was gun. Well, if there's gun... Then you know Sonic's going to uh, be there. I'm making right? a gun blade. Or yeah. a gun bow. And, I, and I'm going to be... I'm going to go around to people to, saying whatever. You attach... You attach the gun to the arrow, and you shoot <laughs> the gun. You shoot a gun out of a bow, and then the gun fires. Once the arrow hits the opponent, the gun will also fire. Yes. Also, I'm going to be really upset, though, if there's not just, like, a boxing glove that I can attach oh to an God. arrow. Please, get... get <laughs> Give me the closest thing I'll ever have to playing Green yeah. Arrow in a video game. I need a boxing glove arrow. Jeez, I I didn't even think about that before. I gotta I gotta start brainstorming like weapon combinations. Give you me the. You don't have to because they've already done it for you with the yeah. sword. Shield. But there's more that I can do. <laughs> I want the arrow the the shield even arrow. if sword shield is at the top of the pyramid you still want to know what's below it yeah in I, terms I, I want to fill greatness. out the pyramid i'm i'm interested we'll see what happens but i i'm not not sure you can get better than this i'm not i'm not <laughs> sold um but yeah. It's a great thing. It's a great uh, trailer. There's a bunch of mysterious new characters who seem very important. Uh, and of course, we'd be bearing the lead without talking about how Ganondorf is back. 
And he's and beefy. And he's so beefy. He's so and he's hot. got this crazy looking face when he screams directly in the camera. It's so good. And they made creepy Matt Mercer his voice. Yeah. I don't like him. I still don't like Matt Mercer. I know it's a flaw of mine. But yeah. Sorry, buddy. You, you're definitely in the minority on on this. I know. But if you wear bracers like that, you're a weird pickup artist, dude, and I judge you for it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say, um, maybe this is just what he's known for now, but I saw like some article calling him, um, what is that? That stupid D&D role-play thing. Yeah, yeah the, role. Inter- they wrote him as Critical Roles Matt Mercer, and I was like, what? Ugh. You know he's a voice actor for a lot of things, right? Yeah. but yeah. like, And this was on a video game website. I mean, well, oh, you geez. know, dude, you know that you can watch One Piece three times and still not have watched enough to watch Get, all, all of all Critical, critical Roles. Role. This is true. It's... The, the, the media, the amount of content... That critical role is generated is too absurd. much. Yes, too much. I it it's um like I, it's too daunting to get into, in my opinion. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> I couldn't, especially I, with him. I <laughs> I would rather go back and reread every single issue of superman batman and spider-man ever published and i feel like i would probably get it done before but or they get caught up before like, critical World. not to not to go too far down like a matt mercer hole but like uh critical role has become a thing unto itself where like even there's D guidebooks that use the critical yeah I'm, I'm aware of this yeah, yeah. It's, but it, it just seems it I don't know. It seems strange to me of as a person who has not gotten into any critical role stuff outside of knowing that it exists. That and that is mainly knowing Matthew for. Mercer from all of his work pre critical role yeah. where he was doing video game voices. And, and to see was him, very recognizable in those roles. Like these weren't like see, small roles or anything. Right. Like, he was doing a like lot. Like he had headlining parts in games. Yeah. Um in video games and anime. Like, but to, but to then see him uh, introduced in this article as critical roles, Matthew Mercer, I was just like, what the? This is absurd. And on a video game, uh, the media website, it was just like, it was this weird cognitive dissonance that I was experiencing. Wait, what video and games has he? I didn't realize he was in a bunch of. I. <sighs> Never mind. I'm just dumb. <laughs> I didn't know he was in a bunch of video games. Yeah. He's Crom? Yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's been in a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm uh. looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. He's, he's, he was Robin in Arkham Knight? Yep. Yep. No. Uh, he was. McCree and Overwatch. Yes, sir. I guess Cole Cassidy. Sorry. They've changed his name to not. No, he was the guy in Titanfall 2. Oh. 
No. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. He's sweet boy Yusuke. Yeah. I love. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's Jotaro in the dub of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. I hate all of this. <laughs> I, I'm i so upset right now. You have no clue. I'm, I'm shattered. Like I, uh, he has a very recognizable voice. Like just yeah. once you realize that it's him, then it, you just start hearing him in like a billion other things, and it's like, oh crap! Didn't know he was in this cool. Uh, Nintendo, I need to start. He's a been petition. Leon Kennedy a lot. I need to start mostly a, inside stuff. I need to start a petition to change the voice of Ganondorf. No, uh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll get it. Was it like three hundred signatures to get to the White House or something? Four, three thousand, four thousand. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to help you with this. I don't dislike him as much as I dislike Neil, but I do think he's creepy. Uh, are you sure you're not thinking of Troy Baker? Yeah. Oh, both. I both. That's like he's not on that echelon. <laughs> but I do think it's creepy if you're comfortable wearing leather bracers with every outfit. It's not it's not okay. So it is definitely, you would feel this uh, way about like Ezio Auditore then too. No, no, no. That's era appropriate. <laughs> if you're like wearing leather bracers with a hoodie, like come on. What if you're wearing leather bracers with a hoodie at a Renaissance fair? Yeah. I, guess I would I would still lean into that being weird. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. at least it's I'm a sorry. it it fits more in the in the crowd there. It's more understandable that you're trying to have fun and fit in, but it's less okay because I know you spent like eighty dollars for those leather bracers to just wear over a hoodie for some reason. Um whatever. I just think it's weird. Uh you know, it's fine. Um but go go off, King, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> now I I have to reevaluate everything in my life. Um You you truly do. This except has been for a life changing uh, uh episode of this podcast for you. At least at least like the one constant in my life is that Troy Baker makes me angry and I he voices he voices characters i don't really like anyway so you know you can always fall back on that yeah yeah to give you comfort and security yeah in an ever-changing world (laughs) um all right so let's let's talk about the movie we all saw together we saw a movie together a film together say an experience that we were all together for. We saw the Mario film, the Super Mario Brothers movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie. No, don't say that Sorry. like that because you've done more effects. <laughs> he talked a surprisingly little amount in that film. Yeah. They Yeah, I think definitely the most voice heavy roles were Peach and Bowser. Absolutely. Uh, and they were uh, probably the best uh, delivered roles in the game. I mean, movie. <laughs> the, me. the game movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, as as the movie got on, I, I realized it didn't, like, have much of a problem with 
what Chris Pratt was doing. Um, it meshed. It yeah, meshed. It, it, like it. It ended up working. It's it's still not my. I I don't think it's. I still don't think it's a great performance of Mario. But it's a perfectly fine performance for the movie. I'm. S- I'm still Except upstairs. honestly, that line where he like very uh, like where he goes, "Let's go." That that is in the trailer is probably the worst of I, the yeah. Mario ish deliveries because absolutely, I don't think he said it at all in the entire movie, and that's like in until the final in like the final. last fifteen minutes. Yeah, and despite it, the fact that just, every what? time every time that line appeared in the trailer, it was during the Donkey Kong fight. So I'm gonna be honest. I like I was hoping to get it out of the way during the Donkey Kong fight, and then nope, it didn't happen nope. until the end. So Good old was, movie magic. I was listening to a podcast um, talk about this movie, and um, so one of the biggest sins of this movie is that there is really unnecessary needle drops uh, instead of. Spots where there could be like really good score, where the score for this movie, by the way, is phenomenal. It was very fun. Go listen to it. Um, I, I think it's passable. I okay. I think it's very good. Um, but there are very unnecessarily dumb needle drops to like uh, Iran or like you know just eighties songs. Yeah. Um, and that last fight with Bowser was supposed to be set to Van Halen's jump. Ew. And the composer Ooh, I'm glad that did not happen. The composer argued till they won. But Thank it was God. rough. Like I it was like originally that was a fight. supposed to be, yeah. Um but that's what you get when you get in bed with illumination is that that is their style of humor. We're lucky we didn't get fart jokes. We didn't. We didn't get fart jokes. Uh, Woo. We didn't get too many minion esque jokes, so that's good. Um, but yeah, well, it, people love the minions. I guess um, they're very popular. You know, I think it, that like the using pop music can work. It's definitely weird. It feels out of place in this movie. Except for maybe when they're in actual Brooklyn. Like, that's really the only kind of place it makes sense to be. Um, But I think it can work. I mean, like, it was masterfully done in Shrek. And I guess that's kind of unfair because that's a a high watermark that has not been reached since. I think that Shrek was the creator of doing that. Or close to it, and yeah, and it was the yeah. it was the best incorporation of that music too. Yeah, um, I didn't have a, a huge problem with the like. I it was weird every time it happened where a contemporary song, though none of them were really contemporary. And it does beg the question: When do you think this movie takes place? Because <laughs> it's uh, we like know it, it Mario has, either is going to or has witness 9-11 so because he lives in new york so oh yeah one of those things has happened um 
Yes, but that doesn't really narrow anything down. Jesus. That's just right. a, a note about Mario's character <laughs> or potential character. Because um, really, there really isn't a whole lot of modern-day technology shown, as far as I remember. Luigi like the has most a touchscreen tech- phone. He do- oh, yeah, that's true. That cracks. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Because I know that in the Punch-Out Pizza that they're in at the beginning has the Jumpman arcade machine. Yeah, and Mario's um, playing Kid Icarus. Right, on a on so, an NES. The, so the, it's really weird. Like, I would be inclined to believe that but there's TV. It takes place like in the timeline, like in the year that Mario came out. Uh, but I guess some of the technology doesn't quite match up to that. But they they made a commercial instead of did like digital marketing. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. Who knows what it was? Yeah, I uh, guess it's not important. They definitely don't want you to ask or answer that question. Um, but, uh, you know, it starts in Brooklyn and then. Not it, New Donk City, as a lot of people thought. Yeah. Myself included. I'm not sure I, it was going to be New Donk City. But it does make more sense given the plot of it. Uh, and the fact that it does take place in Brooklyn makes it weirdly close to the storyline of the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 80s. Yeah. I'm just going to say. It's uh, uh, it's weird. I would argue that by the end of the movie, it is New Donk City, maybe. <laughs> because Yeah, it may become New Donk City because of the influx of all of these creatures from another yeah dimension um you know talking turtles and apes of different kinds and whatever those things are like bowser says to the spiky <laughs> yeah. Shows. yeah yeah well they're turtles as they're the, the closest analog in the human world would be a turtle i guess right also, there's I one thing I was not expecting was the brief body horror mo- moment of when Mario eats a mushroom and becomes bigger. Uh, yeah, like his I, size that increases. Was it was, yeah, it. <laughs> I didn't like we saw in the they show in the trailer that that different characters pick up fire flowers, so you know that there's these power ups. But I really didn't expect them to copy over what mushrooms do. It's, <laughs> yeah, the whole training and mushroom sequence was very weird. Um, but I don't know what I would have uh, expected otherwise, so it worked for me. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it was bad. Um, I. I mean, look, uh, it's it's hard to be super critical of the movie since it's marketed toward kids and is essentially just kind of a bunch of 
like random parts from different Mario games, like loosely built around a plot. Yeah, um, yeah. which it, the plot is also loose as is. It's very much a Saturday right. morning cartoon, um, the, but the the in a fun way. The mechanics of this world are just vastly confusing. Um, like I guess they kind of set up what the training area is when they have Mario going through the Toad City, and there's just floating blocks everywhere, and he kind of points it out. Um, and then he, there is a training sequence where he basically goes through what is a uh, an NES Mario stage. Uh, but it's just, it's a weird thing that that would exist there, I think. And it doesn't really show up anywhere else in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how dangerous that fire flower field is if they just decide to start. Absolutely. I mean, good grief. There's a million of them and they can just go up at any time. Um. There is a lot of I, I kind of wish there was more Luigi in the movie, but yeah. you know. He's sidelined for most of it. Um and I enjoyed every time that he was on screen, uh, but he doesn't he doesn't have anything to do besides being a damsel in distress, though. Yeah. I mean that's Mario's whole motivation towards yeah. going out to, to Peach. And then he does a really um, cool uh common rider esque kick at the end. With his brother, and I popped off. <laughs> but they they did give Luigi, you know, he did do the star sequence at the end. So that was nice with Mario, like you said. Yeah. And we got um, a great moment where there was a little bit of the Luigi's Mansion theme that played. And so yeah. that, that made me happy. For sure. Overall, I think it is a good, or is a fun movie. I don't know if it's a good movie. I don't know if I, it's not going to like break anyone's expectations, but it is fun. I mean, it's breaking box office expectations. And records. I think it it beat out like Avengers Endgame for week two uh, sales. Um. Like, uh, what's the word? I was reading it, like, number retention or something, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's second weekend of sales, percentage-wise, was a higher number than uh, Endgame's second weekend of sales. Yeah. Whatever uh, that means to anyone. I'm looking, I'm looking. The best sophomore weekend ever for an animated film. So that's crazy. And it hasn't even yep. released in Japan yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Where it's going to kill it in Japan. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to it's gonna hit a billion dollars. I would bet. Who? I was listening. Who? I think it's the person that voices light. Uh, Light Yagami in mm. Death Note. That is the person that does the voice for Mario in Japan. And so I want to <laughs> see, I want to hear that. Oh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's pretty good. Let me guess. Al is Luigi. 
I, that would be crazy. <laughs> 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 oh, I couldn't. I can't stand by if that happens. I just. <laughs> I, I will have to I'd boycott. Have to watch it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be ridiculous. But yeah, yes. it's a fun experience. I would definitely recommend to go see if you are a longtime fan of the game or if you have kids. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's the scope of who I would recommend it to. Yeah, I think if you have any any fond feeling towards Mario, you'll probably yeah. at least enjoy it. I think a, an adult person who has no idea of what Mario is somehow has escaped the you know the, the, the realm of zeitgeist for the last yeah, 30 years. I don't think that person would enjoy the movie, but I have to think that that's a very small minority. You know, I will say uh I agree with you, but I was I know I I've this is the second time I've said it, but I was listening to a podcast where someone took their partner to see this movie and they had never played or engaged with Mario. Oh, wow. And after the movie, they were like, so like, let me, let me get a hold of this. Like, how, how do I, I want to play this. And so then they, the, they, the person was telling a story about how they introduced them to Mario 64 and just set them loose and let them explore and play. Nice. So, like, this is going to get Mario in front of a bunch of new people. Hmm, um, that is interesting. Probably would have been smart for Nintendo to have, you know, like an Odyssey 2 or something around the, this or, game coming Or out. at least advertising a sale on Mario games or a bundle of them. Yeah, or something. Something. Um but you know, uh, we'll see. <laughs> there will be something eventually. Yeah. Um, there is a moment in the movie where Mario is running through a construction site with Luigi following, and it's and it is in the shape of World One One from the original Mario game. And I immediately I thought, this is what the next game is going to be. I didn't even notice uh, yeah. that it was in the same shape, but like I really did like that sequence, though. I mean, I didn't notice it at the time, but I've seen uh, stills of it where they compare it. I see, I see. I could see them making a a game based on the movie. I don't want that, but that's I could see. I don't know if it'll be a game based on the movie, but I was just like that as like what as that the way that looked it looked like oh this is like where they will start with the the next game yeah like um, this could be what the future of like, it just the franchise that feels like so much like. more of a sonic thing than a mario thing though that's the problem yeah i guess so like to me like well sonic you know what they is say. always the one that like has the more like hectically hectic backgrounds going on yeah. then i don't know uh i think that the new new donk city was kind of a, no I, i'm talking there's about a like direct the parallel to the stuff that was in that that moment of yeah. the movie i don't disagree with that i'm talking about like in the 2d the 2d realm yeah not the not the 3d well 
Sega does we'll what see. Nintendo don't, you know? Sometimes Nintendo does what Nintendo don't, too. We'll see. Nintendo yeah. does what Nintendo didn't in the past. Sometimes. Um, what we do know for sure is that this thing is going to break a billion dollars, and they are going to make another one. There's, Absolutely. Uh and who knows who else they're going to reach out to to make other movies. I uh, Is there going to be an A24 Legend of Zelda film? Nope. Is there going to be a, a legendary picture? If there was an A24 uh, movie. A Majora's Mask movie. A legendary picture by uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Uh, I just, Look, I think there will be a Luigi's Mansion movie. Yeah. I think that would be the logical. After... The second movie um, featuring the two of them, a spinoff of just Luigi and Luigi's Mansion, uh, would be the direction to go. Yeah. You're so I'm Luigi marking that two. down as Luigi two, on go. the calendar. I uh, One thing I am thankful for about this movie itself, though, is that it doesn't set up anything specific. Like, there's no right. like post credit stinger. There's yeah, no, like... they do set up. They do seed stuff. I mean, they set up Yoshi being born. They yeah. set up Yoshi. Peach clearly tells him that there's yeah, but like hundreds of galaxies up there. Sure, like they but, they said, but that's stuff. just general sequel yeah. baiting. Like it's not a specific. Right, there's not okay. a thing. specific plot line that is left hanging or is gotcha. introduced at the end. Yeah, there's like, no Wario hat. Exactly. Okay, like the okay. the movie right. very much yeah. is. It, it is sorry. contained pretty much. Uh, yeah. And I am okay. thankful I get, for I that. that. <laughs> yeah. So the, the fan consensus seems to be that the next movie needs to have Wario as the villain. Uh, who do we think should play Wario? Jack Black. He's Bowser, though. Okay, and Charles Martinet was uh, two different people in the Mario movie. Jack Black said that it should be Pedro Pascal. I thought that was for Waluigi. No, it was for Wario. I don't know if Pedro Mm. Pascal has Wario energy. I don't either. Yeah, it's a bit... I don't know if he can be that manic. Unless if they make Wario a sad dad. What if they... What about Benedict Cumberbatch as Wario? No. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh I don't know. Mm, who could it be? Who could it be? Adam How's Sandler. about Um The Rock? No. I don't need to see him in any more movies. I'm good. Well you're not gonna see him, you're just gonna hear him. Oh you know what I mean. Oh, Jason Statham as Wario. At this point, Wario could be anything because yeah. of Whatever the hell Fred Armisen was doing is cranking on. <laughs> Terrible. Not, oh my god, I for, I forgot I think, that that was him. I think it was my is, least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, he, and the only Fred thing Armisen. that I thought, the only thing I thought was uh, that came close was uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Like, yeah, it's like he was Fred Armisen trying to be Larry David, trying to be Cranky Kong. <laughs> It, it was, just it was bad. It was it so was, bad. That's a, that's an app. It made me sad that they did not give the Kongs the 
representation of their attitude that they bring to their games. Yeah. yeah. There was no also, Funky Kong or Lanky Kong. Also, they didn't credit Grant Kirkhope. Uh, yeah, yeah. DK the DK rap was prominently featured. The best song of all time. <laughs> Quite possibly. The song that will save the future by bringing together the nations. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't accept DK rap slander. And uh, they didn't credit Grant Kirkhope. Just a bummer. Now, I think that we will let you know, we will forgive this if they do a Donkey Kong standalone movie in the style of like Disney's live action The Jungle Book, but without people. And it involves the five characters from Donkey Kong 64 coming together to defeat King K. Rule. And then over the credits, they play the whole DK rap. Right. Of and of course, Critic or, and Kirk. Or the DK rap is the opening of the movie. Yeah. No, because they don't, they're not a team at the beginning of the movie. But they are. They're not a the family. DK crew until the end of the movie. I mean, they're all loosely related, sure, but they're not the DK crew until the end. Would and this it's have to be debatable a then whether Lanky is related to them? Fair. It, would this have to be a prequel then? Because in the Mario movie, like at least Diddy and. Um, uh, Diddy's there, Chunky is there, for sure. Yeah. Like, Dixie is there. Yeah. So but like, Dixie's gotta... not part of the DK crew. That's right. Tiny Kong is. Oh, you're although so she right. is she's Dixie's sister, so she would probably know them. Yeah. I don't care if it's a prequel, if it's a sequel. Uh I'm just saying. I just think the makeup of this DK crew, uh I don't even think it needs to be connected to this movie per se. Okay. Um, also uh, we're, we're That's gonna, why it's a standalone. We need to get a claymation Kirby film. That's stop motion. Yeah, that would be good. That would uh, get Henry Selleck to do it. But yeah, Mario. The Mario is happening. I just hope the, the I what I don't want is them to do an Avengers style Smash Bros. Movie. I I would no point be livid if that happened. Why not? Whatever. Because not everything needs to build to a larger crossover it thing. Does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yes, David, I will does. throw you out this synergy. window. Synergy. No, it's not important. synergy. It's not it's not synergy. It really isn't. Synergy is important. Smash Bros. isn't even like the highest selling Nintendo franchise, whereas Avengers is like one of the highest selling Marvel franchises. Like it makes sense to have that team up. But like Smash I, I saw I saw like a some post online this last week that was like, listen, you can get like three Smash Brothers movies. The first villain could be Crazy Hand, and oh then the God. second one could be Master Hand. And I'm like, those oh aren't God. even characters. They're just they're big just hands. obstacles. They're just big hands for the player to overcome. Well, they do different. There things. are there's no characterization though. There is not. There is no story. But David, there. the plot of Smash Bros. is a child a playing story. with toys. Literally. And the hands. The hands are just a child's hands. Yes. I'm I'm not arguing for it aggressively. I'm I just a bit. I'm I, not like I, I do not care this I just, much. I just want to stress to our listeners that it's okay for things to be standalone. Please. What about this? You need the camera pan back and to see the master sword 
but in one of the pipes. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why would the Master Sword be that. in a pipe in Brooklyn? I know. I don't know. What that's why the that's what the movie will explain. That's Listen, the only way I'll It doesn't that make sense. It literally doesn't make <laughs> they sense. They don't like, exist in the same world. It, the except only for way maybe Link's Awakening. The only way that they would exist is like in a like Max Payne Alan Wake control where mario is the writer mario is the writer of the legend of zelda or just like zelda is a game series in the mario world just like how kid icarus i think also you're being a little facetious absolutely and not saying that smash is if you had to guess out of like the top 10 what number of switch games do you think smash is i'm gonna say top five yeah, it's the third best-selling okay. Smash game. Third, third, third is what my specific third number is going to be. Smelling, best third best-smelling? <laughs> third best-selling. Have you ever been to a Smash tournament? Yeah, it is not the best-smelling. It's pretty smelling. low on the, it has <laughs> on the sold smells. A meter. It has sold, as of December 31st, one million more copies than Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. okay. But well, what do we think is, list, then? is the best-smelling Nintendo Switch game? Um, uh, the best smelling. Nintendo I would go with Kirby. I would Kirby. also probably go with Kirby. Um, alternatively, I think um, Splatoon goes, can't smell all that great. No, it's paint. Unless you I like mean, the smell of like paint of in seafood. Not, yeah, if you like the smell of seafood, I guess you would like Splatoon. Yeah. Um, a Splatoon movie is what I we think, need. I think Breath of the Wild would be a pretty good smelling game. A lot like, of just open I would, air wilderness. Honestly, I would you know. put a Splatoon movie oh. ahead of basically every other Nintendo IP for what I want to see. That would be a on blast. the big screen. Yeah. Uh, also, but, Animal Crossing. But it it would be would hard really to uh, be hard to make a movie in a language that no one speaks. So. Hmm. Huh. Also, A twenty four would do the Metroid movie. I don't know. I could see a Green Knight-esque Zelda movie. It would be weird. I'm cool with that. Uh, but I just think I just think it would fit better I love the Green with Knight. Metroid. <laughs> also, what about Justin Lin directing the F-Zero movie? Well, yeah, of course. That's, that's Or Star good. Fox. What about I mean, the Wachowskis directing an F-Zero why, movie? Why didn't we get a Borderlands trailer since Jack Black is going to be Claptrap? You know, I've forgotten. It's been that so long since there's that been any news. I have forgotten done. about it. It is it's not happening. Gone. Kevin Hart is Roland. I we, listen. Do we yeah, need to go through people, the cast listen, again? People were. I cast, think we yes. <laughs> I think we need need to give the listeners a brief uh, rundown of the Borderlands cast. <laughs> Don't you Just remember that Kate Blanchett is going to be in this movie? That's God. like the one I do remember. Kate Blanchett. See, that's the one that I forgot. <laughs> I mean, right, it's... Who we got, who we got here? Kevin Hart is rolling. Jack Black is claptrap. Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis, Lee Curtis is Dr. Is Patricia Davis. Tannis. I did not remember that. That is very good. That That's fun. This movie's oh, yeah, never Krieg is in it. That's right. Krieg. The guy who was who played Victor Drago in Creed 2 oh. is playing Krieg. Oh, that's cool. He was also in, in Borderlands. Krieg, Creed. That kind of that kind of sounds similar. 
Yes. Yeah, Gina Gershon is Mad Maxi. I mean, come on, this that's film's uh, that, I think that's that, that that's a good fit, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, Janina Gavankar. The uh made famous by Battlefront 2 is Commander Knox. Who's uh where's uh Marcus? Who's Marcus? Don't know who this is. Benjamin Byron Davis. Hmm. Lip. Oh, he so was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Who was he? I don't know. We don't know. Scooters. R.I.P. Scooter. Stephen Boyer. He looks familiar. What do I know him from? Uh, oh, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in a All lot right. of TV shows. All right. Catch a ride. Um. With that, we appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure to go see Borderlands the film in 2023. <laughs> if there's anything you take away from this podcast, it's that you should go see the Borderlands film when it releases. Yeah, and you know we're going to do a three-hour episode on it when it comes out. Yes, sir. Breaking down every bit. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to recap the whole movie. I... I'm so ready. It's going to be treated like a, it's going to be a Nomura level event for this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, guests. There's only, there's, there is It'll only. Our, our one and only live uh, streamed episode <laughs> video. Well, yeah. Listen, there's only a couple of things that we really go all out for. One of them, oddly enough, is The Last of Us. <laughs> uh, Despite, Despite our misgivings. Our misgivings <laughs> on The Last of Us. Uh, we go and we'll all do out it again for, once once you play Last of Us 2. Well, we go all out for Nomura Games and yes, sir. Uh, Borderlands the movie. Uh, so uh, with that, we appreciate you listening. And we will uh, not talk to you next. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Goodbye. Go see Renfield in theaters while we're gone.